0: So, welcome to Healing of the Heart, episode two, a private conversation between a girl and her dad. And of course, in the background, you're hearing the song by Maverick City, Fear is Not My Future, it's not my song, but somehow this song has become the theme song for Healing of the Heart podcast. If you know the song, join in, sing with me. Hello, love,
1: hello, strength. Hello, hope it's a new
0: horizon. Hello, Hello, joy. Hello, love. My voice is cracking, guys. I didn't warm up. Hey, I didn't plan to sing tonight. Yes, I did. Ha! So, if you're joining me, this is episode two of uh, Healing of the Heart. And Healing of the Heart happens to be about. It's a poetry journal book, okay, that really came out of an insecure girl who for a while was an insecure woman, and my goodness, a change of heart, healing up the heart is what came out of that, and so we're going to talk about tonight, last time we talked about why I did it, why this book, right, and tonight we're going to talk about. Not only continue talking about why I did it, why this book, but the parts that continue to bring this book together that you'll eventually have and, and perhaps that you can identify with. So let's finish and join the song and we'll just continue. It's
1: a new day. It's a new day. It's a new day. is not my future. You are, you are. It's not my soul. You are, you are. It's not my heart. You are.
0: Yes, it is not, and it's not your future either. So, again, welcome to Healing Up the Heart, um, episode two, uh, a private conversation between a girl and her dad. Welcome, welcome. So, hopefully by now, you have grabbed um, your drink, you know, your beverage of choice, and um, you've curled up somewhere, and maybe you have, I don't know, if you if, if you are not doing a podcast, right, you just sitting there hanging out, maybe you'd be like me, um, with your, uh, you know, your knitting needles or crochet needles or... I don't know, something that you just kind of hanging out doing whatever you're doing. I, thank you for joining me or even listening in. And so tonight we're going to talk about a private conversation between a girl and a dad. So that is the scope tonight. And you know, the, you know if you look at the title, it says, um, a look, an insecure girl that became an insecure woman and what became of her life. I don't know. Can any of you identify with this title tonight? I don't know. But let's keep going. Okay. So who am I? Right. I got to tell you, much of my podcasting, this is new for me. This is my second episode. And this is very new for me. But I have to tell you, I believe in it, you know, because this is the scope of what I do every day. And so let me just keep introducing myself and perhaps you will get the feel of why I do this and why Healing of the Heart. Um, But basically, Healing of the Heart um, is a a brand new podcast talking about um, the why behind the poetry journal book Healing of the Heart. I am your host, Keisha Henry. I am a licensed clinical social worker, and um, with that, I am a licensed psychotherapist. Gosh, I can't get my words out. I am a licensed psychotherapist. I am a wife, mother, a blogger, and now author of Healing of the Heart. And you know, actually, I've written a couple other pieces too on my blog and also for other magazines. So I've been kind of you know getting around a little. But as I said earlier, I'm now the author of Healing of the Heart. So this podcast is about a woman who decides to heal obviously that woman is me if that's not clear um uh, and the decisions that led to so many opportunities for example number one i had to decide that i wanted to heal um and that's where it all begins it's kind of it's, it's a courageous step actually um so and so this decision to heal you know led to other opportunities as a matter of fact it led to me developing first of all identify what my passion my passion or passions are Uh, which led led to conquest um, in my life, you know, Um, and of course the unknown. One of that passion um, that is realized for me is again, healing of the heart, this poetry journal book that um, came out of uh, many years of, um, you know, early life, you know, of steeped insecurities and, you know, self-doubt and many other things. Um, So it has led to the passion of, you know, being able to express it because for a long time I did not want to express that. I kept that buried for so long because I felt like it was too shameful. It's not something that I ever wanted people to know about. I felt like I have to just keep this exterior wherein, you know, everything is all put together. But as I grew older, I later found out that that did not work. It actually worked in the reverse. So, so yeah, you know, some passions came out of um, those parts of my life, which I'm thankful for now um so um and of course um what is a passion then so passion is a strong and bearable um a bearable controllable emotion right so you you have a passion something that is is barely controllable it's something that's very strong and that that passion for me was to discover myself and to heal um and once i was able to take the make the decision rather or take the steps because it's several steps it's not just one you know you have to keep going um, that led me to my passion that I want to express this. And this expression came out then um, in the book. And of course, it comes out of my work as a psychotherapist. I talked about conquest earlier, you know, how this decision to heal, opened up these other opportunities. So yeah, passion or passions have come about, you know, conquest, you know, so what, what, what is a conquest or what are conquests? Um, so the act or process of conquering something, right, something right? Well, conquerors, especially territory, by force. You know, I, I, I like the, the way how um, the Webster defined that. It's not my definition, by the way. But it also says to conquer and take back. And, you know, when I looked at that, I resonated. Can you think about that? Conquest, you know, take parts of me, right, that were foreclosed upon. Parts of me, territory. you know, territories, parts of my identity, you know, that make up, That make up my complete psychological um, outlook, or inner look, I should say, um, that were foreclosed upon by many environments, transactions in various environments and people. You know, Um, I just mentioned the word foreclosure. We'll talk more about that um, in 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 our in our episode tonight. But we're still talking about you know passion and conquest that came out of my decision decision to heal, and again, it's a decision that requires. Um, many, many steps, right? Many steps. And again, um, where did that take me? Well, that took me in a lot of directions. And I have to tell you, they weren't all um, easy. I have to tell you, that would be a lie. But I have to tell you, they have all been um, learning um, learning opportunities and lessons. I don't know if you can connect with that. Maybe you do. If you can, maybe send me some examples, some examples of your um, steps forward and, um, you know, what you've done as a woman. Um, to heal and to, you know, have courage to keep going. Because even on this road to healing, uh, we do get many setbacks. We'll talk about that too. So other passions, the passion to help other women um, just like me. (laughs) This is the thing about, you know, the opportunities that opened up for me once I decided that I wanted to heal. Yeah, I realized that there's so many other women out there like me. And when I say like me, Okay, so I am a minority, you know, Afro-Caribbean woman. But outside of that, um, a woman that is not, you know, of that um, constitution, but but a, a woman, just a woman, period, okay? Um, from the experiences that I've had, you know, in um, early, early, early life, you know, childhood, adolescence, all of those things. And so, yes, it's, it's amazing to know that my passion to help other women you know, who are just like me out there that have insecurity, self-doubt that came out of, you know, just rough transactions and exchanges and you know, environments and people. Of course, during those times, we're so innocent because we're just taken in so much and we're not sophisticated enough to understand these things. But nonetheless, they are taking shape. They're shaping our very view the very view of ourselves and our, our different worldviews, you know. And so, yes, it has definitely has impact. And so still talking about the the passions now to, you know, to help other women who are just like me. If you're listening to me and you can relate, give me a thumbs up. Um, But, and to prevent, here's the thing, right? So I believe in prevention too. So to prevent girls from becoming where I came from. So basically that's what, and you're gonna hear me say this over and over again, that that's what Healing of the Heart Poetry Journal is all about, selected prose um, and poems um, looking at a decision to heal, looking at a decision to keep moving forward and realizing then that this is really bigger than myself. How I know this? Because again, when I decide to move forward, the opportunities that opened up and I get, I truly, it's a privilege because I get to serve other women and girls who have experienced same or similar things, um, and the shaping that it also have had on their lives, and as a result, right, places and things that they did not imagine would happen in their lives and their relationships have taken place that they are now working to correct. So pause, 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 pause. I think now's a good time, though, to say what this podcast is not, and I always take a few, maybe one or two minutes to say what this podcast is not. So what it's not is it's no judgment of self or other people. Let me clarify what I mean by judgment. And I always say this to you when I'm in practice, I say, hey, when I talk about judgment, I don't mean if this building were to, you know, catch on fire, would you just sit here and contemplate, should I leave or should I not leave? Oh, obviously you would leave the building. So I'm not talking about that kind of judgment where you have to make a decision about life or death. No, I'm talking about the judgment where you're blaming persons for things it's your fault well my life is like this it's, it's it's all you you know it's all you and along the line it's almost like we seemingly we have no part in our lives in terms of becoming different or changing from those experiences so you know that's the kind of judgment i'm talking about because see what happens is that and i often talk about this in practice too if we apply curiosity openness right then openness lends itself to, you know, having other options to handle a situation wherein judgment then only lends itself to one option, which is to point and blame. When we blame, we're really not giving ourselves choices from what was given to us. We're still operating within pointing fingers, right? And giving a lot of attention, energy to those things and those persons. But when we take a look at, you know, perhaps having openness and curiosity, Uh, This can be tough. It can be tough, but it can be achieved um, with practice. And so this podcast is really about, you know, yes, no one has been, you know, uh, rather we we cannot ignore, of course, um, the things that have happened to us. Uh, We cannot turn the blind eye. Um, Really, that is that is very that is very unethical, (laughs) you know, immoral, really. Um, To just deny yourself when something happens to you. No, we can't do that. Um, So we do acknowledge. We do acknowledge, you know, um, persons or circumstances that have caused us harm, right? We have to acknowledge that. Um, But also, what's even more important, right, is that we need to see the exception uh, in these times in our lives. We have to, when I say with the exception, you know, yes, we have antagonists, plural. We have tons of them, okay? but along the line right really was there one person or one thing or one event or something that was actually a protagonist that you can say ha here's an exception right here even though this happened but this did happen too and what can i make of it what can i do with this and so again i always like to repeat and if you keep listening to this podcast you'll find that i'm going to repeat that several times why Because I like to remind myself, too, that, you know, this is for me first. I always say this in practice. This is for me first before it's for you. So I'm talking to myself, and I'm also talking to you. So just to kind of, I don't know, kind of put a blanket with that to make it feel a little bit more um, digestible, I think. I like to always use this uh, quote, by again, I always mention, you know, um, Sir Derek Walcott. He's one of my favorite negative writers. He is... um, social scientist and writer from, I believe, St. Lucia. And this is what he says. I love to read it every time. <laughs> I think you'll get used to this. You can probably quote it back to me. Um, no one has been unambiguously wrong. It's the collective experience that matters. Yes, people have harmed us, right? But also, there's an exception somewhere. And you know, on this road to healing and um, self-discovery, uh, yeah, we're going to need to discover also the exceptions in our lives that really have been powerful and have been helpful to us to, to actually help to shape you know our sense of self, the better sense of self. Yeah. So I'm going to take a pause here to see if there's anyone out there talking to me tonight. Uh, but while we're taking this pause, I just want you to contemplate the topic tonight, you know, healing of the heart, uh, talking about a private conversation Um, between a girl and her dad you're probably saying how does that fit into this i'll tell you shortly but once again let's go back to um, the theme song just to kind of give other person the chance to kind of settle in or perhaps just to you know feel safe make it a safe space and just to feel comfy here we go i love this song my fingers over
1: here.
0: I love that song. Oh my gosh, I really, really love that song. So welcome back. I don't know. Hopefully you're you've stumbled in by now and um, you're just waiting for the next thing that we're going to talk about or the last thing that I said. Okay. So the last thing I talked about was, you know, so how does this episode really kind of, you know, fit into, you know, healing of the heart and also perhaps may fit into the context that I've been kind of, you know, digging into, if you will, um, that I've been really kind of setting foundation for uh, from from two weeks ago, from episode one. So, all right, so let me repeat that. You know, a private conversation between a girl and her dad, obviously that girl is me. Uh, why is that important? Okay, well, you know, that's the thing and healing up the heart is selected poem and prose and a lot of prose you know talks about um the shaping that took place that you know that I often talk about Um, that led to an insecure girl and um, an insecure woman for a long time you know it kind of like popped in my mind to say that you know for me it's 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 you know it, daddy issues but maybe you listening it's mama issues you know um, either case you know it's a caregiver and um, we're adult we're adults, and for us to have productive lives, emotionally and otherwise, um, that part really has to be healed. And so, this conversation that I'll share with you—obviously, I won't share all the details—but uh, I'll share summary, uh, summarize parts of it um, to give um, to to bear on um, what the, the topic is tonight, and um, to shed light on um, the book, and you know how you know the the, the depth of it of some of these pros and, um, and of course, obviously the victory that has come out of it um, in my own life and the lives of other women that I have supported and currently support. All right. So here's a question. Did you know that 10% of girls, and I want to make sure, because actually this isn't in an article that I wrote on my website. I think it's why women don't celebrate other women. Yeah. Because I was one of those women. Okay. If you feel me on that, give me a thumbs up. Um, so here's a question I want to read to you, or stats really. It says Six- 62% of all girls that feel insecure are not sure of themselves. 62%. That's a lot. Okay? And this stats was taken in 2000, and I want to say 15 or 16. That's not too long ago. 50% of all girls have a mother who criticizes her own looks. So, of all girls feel insecure or not sure of themselves. So a lot of influences there. I mean, peer-to-peer influences, uh, you know, um, makeup, that industry, you know. Uh, So peer-to-peer, what's going on, you know, culturally in our world today. I'm trying to make sure I use the proper words or find the proper words, but also be authentic when I'm speaking. Um, Of course, and parents, women who are mothers who do not feel the best about themselves and they criticize themselves and their daughters hear this, so their daughters are learning this emotional language. And how about this one? Only 20% of girls ages 13 to 17 will turn to their father for help when feeling badly about themselves compared to 54% of girls ages 8 to 12. So basically, what does that mean? The older girls get, if the father's in the home, if he's in the home, or if he's not in the home, if he's influential, they'll go to him. So the older they get, they don't go. And they have moms that don't speak well of themselves. But the younger girls from 8 to 12, more of them will go to dad if dad has that bond um, with that girl. Okay? So take a look. So really... Um, the shaping of a girl's identity and her self-esteem and the way she views herself lies not only in the power of her dad, but also in the power of her mom. So it's mom and dad. So I said earlier, you know, it's if for you it may not be daddy issues. It may be mama or maybe both. I don't know, right? But either way, right? Either way, our identity, our self-esteem, our sexuality, you know, as a girl, how we perceive being a girl. Right. Um, That's all impactful or all impacted upon based on the relationship, the communication, understanding that parents hopefully provide to their girls and how critical that is. And that goes for me first, because I'm a mom and I have to tell you, I have oftentimes missed the mark. Right. Because, hey, you know what? I missed the mark as a parent because I the mark was missed with me. And again, it's not to point fingers, but it's to gain understanding. So guess what? The conversation between a girl and her dad, that was significant for me because it was not present, hardly ever. And so that's something, obviously, when there's something missing, you're gonna be seeking that out. And that seeking out, if there's not proper explanation or conversation, it's very easy to come away with a confused identity right, or perhaps and very much confused, and perhaps this confusion then in in environments that are not perhaps the most nurturing or, you know, that uh, will buffer, um, these environments not only get confused, but also leaving you with information that is really not true about yourself. So, you know, it's not hard to fall into that category of those percentages that I just read earlier. It's really not hard. It's so easy. Oh my gosh, think about it. I mean, think about when you were eight years old. Do you remember where you were? Think about when you were six or seven. Do you know where you were? And, you know, the environment or environments that you were in? I ask that question because it's a reality that these are very much important times. These are very formative times in our lives, and they have impact on us today, even at 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, and I dare say 80, because I have worked with women who are in their 80s and they too still carry these things that they've never had a chance to even talk about, okay? So yeah, this is happening. So it's not hard to fall into that category wherein, you know, years later, you're having a conversation with your dad or you're having a conversation with your mom because you have these unanswered questions or perhaps unanswered transactions or events that you are not sophisticated enough to understand because you are much younger And you just kind of made up your own conclusion. That conclusion also (laughs) concluded your personality, you know, um, your emotional life, and and perhaps informed or shaped, you know, how you are. You know, well, I don't play the radio. Well, I have to have control. I have to be in charge. You know, when when we talk like that, when we talk about how our personalities are, they just fall out of the sky. Our personalities were formed much earlier um, you know, based on some of those things that I just mentioned, it's also based on our parents' our parents' personality and their temperament and, and their ability to handle our emotions at that time. And, and if, they were, if they were ill-equipped, well, it, it, it's going to come up kind of funky, you know? Again, not pointing fingers, but if we can have an understanding, right, then we can have perhaps less room to blame and more room to work with, okay, how do I change this? How do i change this right how having a conversation helps to you know open up um possibilities for um these passions right this this is the decision to heal the passion the you know so you can have your own conquest and do many 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 things um, that you've perhaps been you know holding back on Uh, maybe your personality was developed to be um one that seeks approval that was me for a very long time right because in my environments and um, certain transactions that took place, I gotta tell you, I've learned how to, I don't know, I've learned how to reject myself. By that I mean, you know, because I've experienced that so many times over and over that I have learned to second guess my importance and that and then I, I seek out the need to be validated and then I seek the need to get permission and, you know, let me just touch on permission. I don't know for you guys, but um, in a lot of cultures, including my own, you know, perhaps you've heard, you know, speak when you're spoken to, answer when you're called. Yeah, you know, I have to be I have to be honest. I used to practice that too, but I've learned what that simply does is dismiss. It dismisses, you know, um, the child's feelings or expressions, and it sends the message that what they have to say is not valid, it's not important, it's not smart, that it's dumb, I I gotta tell you, I have done this stuff as a young, young mom. Again, you'll see some of that uh, material um, in the book because I was a teen mom, you know? How did that happen? Where did that shaping take place? Oh my gosh, right? So insecurities and self-doubt, you know, lack of proper identity can lead to some of those things I just mentioned. It's not not hard for it to happen. And when these things happen and they're buried, then we point fingers. And then we add more shame. And then it's almost like we close the door on ourselves, which is basically self rejection. Um, and I gotta tell you, it's not hard to find yourself in that place. But I'm here to tell you healing of the heart. I am one of those persons that made a decision to step out from that, right? To take that chance, right? Um, and to heal. So we talked about the shaping that took place. And we talked about perhaps what that can look like. Well, just move it away from you for a second. Have you seen another woman who acts like that? Who perhaps um, has to have control? You know, you've been to a friend group that a girl, some some woman has to have the last word or some woman has to, you know, has to tell everybody what to do. Uh, Some, a woman who perhaps is a boss and, you know, perhaps, you know, she always has to have one up on you. You know, you can't speak up in a meeting, you, you get put down or you get chastised after the meeting. I mean, or perhaps a, a boss, a female boss who, you know, perhaps may feel threatened by you. Ooh, like, you know, somehow you're more important than her because she doesn't feel important. And so uh, maybe she she undermines you with, with your staff or team or, or perhaps in a meeting, who knows? You know, we have, it's so funny, we, ha- we have a lot of um, women um, that are not supportive of each other in the workplace. You connect with that, okay? We have a lot of women who are not supportive um, in their own families. You know, you, you have sibling rivalry that, that still exists from childhood because of some of these unexplained, you know, uh, transactions or events that took place even between parents and their kids. And some of these behaviors, you know, as women, as girls, we take it on. It's no wonder then why well, we have catfight, you know, catfight. You know, we compete with each other. You know, these things, you know, none of us are born knowing. We're born learning. And so these things we're conditioned to do. But I I can tell you that you can be unconditioned to do them and to do different things that you want for yourself. Uh, You can have passions. You can have conquests. You know, you can have hopes. You can have your own beliefs about what is good for your life. And that is powerful, right? That is powerful. So once again, it's not difficult to find yourself in this place. It's not difficult to be that woman who's insecure at 30, at 40, at 50, at 60. It's not hard, it's, it's, it's very easy to do. And you know it's also easy to pretend like it doesn't exist, right? So how can we change that? Uh, what are some things that we can do? Well, have conversations if there's an opportunity to. So the next thing I wanna talk about then is a private conversation between a girl and her dad and I'm gonna pause again and I'll play some more music while I take a little bit of water. Here we go. So a private conversation between a girl and her dad. So I gotta tell you, okay, this was between my dad and I a few years ago um, before he passed and, you know, because I have respect for the fact that he's deceased. And so I'll just share, just, um, just summarize some parts of uh, some questions I had for him. Um, we were having coffee one day and at Starbucks, my favorite place to go, and no, what's Starbucks? No, I, yeah, it was Starbucks. and he's not used to that okay he's not from here and we're having coffee so he didn't quite know what to order so I kind of gave him the rundown and he said okay I'll take a coffee and uh, and biscuit you know you know one of those uh, things that you dip in a coffee and um, so we sat down and you can tell that you know he was it was out of his element because he's not used to that and so you know we're chit-chatting and then so finally he 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 broke he broke the, the 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 silence and you know or the monotony of what we're talking about And he said so what do you want to know 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 and I, I i directly asked him so uh where you been where you been i mean the whole time where you been you know and you know he didn't give me a story about where he's been you know he simply said to me i just want you to know you've always been my princess and i said princess I don't even know what that word means. Okay, so you know, grown up in Caribbean culture, princess is not a term that we use. Um, this is a term that I've become very familiar with um, in America, you know, a princess, princess dolls and you know, princess, you know, princess movies and you know, the fairy tale stuff. I don't I, I could not relate to that word when he said that. And and, and I said, So what do you mean by that? He said, You know, you remember when you were, I think he said you were seven and you were visiting my house I said yeah he says remember well, that little figurine I gave to you I said Dara I do remember that figurine he said it was a girl and a, and a, and a father he said you ever thought about that I said you know that at that time no I didn't think about it I knew it meant a lot to me and you know and I said in fact I said when I came to America I lost it I, I don't remember where it Where in Montego Bay that, I, that that got lost or got misplaced He said, that was just my way of telling you that no matter where I've been or no matter where you go, that you've always been my princess. You've always been important to me. You've always been number one, you know. And I have to tell you, this conversation took place six years ago, only six years ago. And I have to tell you, while that conversation, while those words meant something, they were hard to integrate. They were very hard to integrate. Um, they were very hard to fit in they're hard to It was hard to make room for them because number one a lot of those words i could not relate to we've never had these conversations it's almost like you know it's how can i what's the example can i give of that it's like you know someone in your family okay yeah here's a good example it's like you go to a family reunion and you always hear about uncle so-and-so or cousin so-and-so but you really have never really spoken to them you don't really know them but then when they, you get when you guys sit or have a meal or you're talking, it's like, oh yeah, I know who you are. Your mom is this and this and that, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And you're looking like, that's nice, but I don't really know you like that. I don't know you like that. So although those words feel good, they feel nice because they make you feel important in that moment. It's almost like you couldn't connect with them because you really haven't heard that um, from ever since. So you really don't even know what that means. But I gotta tell you, you know, um, it was still meaningful and it allowed me to ask other questions. It allowed me to ask questions I've always wanted to ask. And it allowed me, you know, some of the questions I ask, of course, you know, I will not repeat here because of the privacy of the conversation with my dad and, you know, and the fact that he's deceased, you know, and perhaps I may have other siblings who are listening. But some of the questions I asked, I'll tell you in summary what they had to do with, um, how come it took so long, you know, for a long period of time from this time to that time? You know, where were you? You know, um, what, was the, what was the communication between, you know, you and my mom? You know, um, how is it that, um, you know, because I have a twin brother as well. How come we were here and you guys were there? I mean, I had a lot of questions. How come we were brought here, but you were on that side? You know, or so what did you think about, you know, when when this event happened or that particular event happened? Did you even know about that? You know, these are some questions I asked, and I have to tell you, some of them I did not get answers to. I did not, you know. So, because here's the deal, the reality. So, one, first of all, one of the things I really appreciate about the conversation, and we had several more conversations after that. Number one, he was he was willing. He was willing to actually have the conversation. He was willing. Um, but what I recognized in that moment too is that um, while while he was willing, there's some things that he had difficulty answering. Why? Because, again, you know, not because they're parents. It doesn't mean that they're fully equipped, that they themselves are able to handle their own emotions. Um, And so what was helpful for me in that conversation, though, was to show or to express um, the things that I endured or the thoughts that I came away with because there was such a gap and there were no explanations. And he listened you know, and that, for that, that in and of itself, I was thankful for, and so I was able to begin healing from that time, and I'm so happy that I did that because my father um, became diagnosed uh, with Parkinson's um, shortly thereafter, and my father, um, you know, passed away. It's six years now, um, and so I am so thankful that, you know, taking a step, deciding that I wanted to heal and that I wanted to move forward. And I believe with all my heart, had I not done that, there's some parts of my life, some parts, some territories of my my emotions and my thought process that would not have been, you know, would been won or taken back because they were just left open for interpretation by other persons. Um, and, and so I had a chance to recover that for myself by deciding that, you know what? I'm gonna talk to him, I'm gonna see you know, what can come from this? And I believe with all my heart that being able to do that, it opened up a lot of opportunities for me, number one, number one, to, to be able just to express myself. Number one, just to be able to express myself. And number two, to be able to, to see the reactions and to see, to be honest, to see that not because they're parents, they too, they have their own difficulties have difficulties with their own emotions, you know. And and during that time, he actually shared some more about his history that I knew nothing about. I knew absolutely nothing about. I I had a chance to learn some of his own deficits, um, some some of his own parents' deficits. So this stuff is so generational. And again, rather than pointing fingers, it was just great to have a conversation. And while some of the answers were not pleasing to me, I'll be honest, they weren't pleasing. But they provided me with an opportunity to move forward and to have healing in my own life. Um, and so this private conversation extended several times, um, several more times over the period um, that he was here um, and that he was well and you know that he had, um, his cognition was in place and we can have, you know, conversations that were meaningful. Um, and so, yeah, it, it allowed me to just ask questions. You know, I, mean, I got again, I didn't get all the answers I was looking for per se, but boy, it opened up other things for me to be able to hear things that I didn't even know he would tell me, you know? And so it allowed me to heal. It allowed me to decide that I'm going to forgive. It made me decide that I can become my own person. Like I may have come from him, you know, and from my, my mom, but I am my own person and I can develop that part of me. I don't have to carry that. And so this private conversation, the first one, now we had several more, but I have to tell you the first one was pivotal because it happened. That's the most important thing, is that it happened. He was still alive, he was here, and I had the opportunity, and I decided, you know what, I want to talk to him. And it worked. So I don't know. Who is this person that perhaps you need to speak to? If you can, if you can. You know, if not, there are other ways to work around that. But is that a mom for you? Is that a dad, or? I don't know. Who who is this person? But, you know, taking, making the decision to heal and to move forward is yours. It's ultimately yours. And, hey, my question to you is, do you, I mean, do you know what can happen from that? What are some possibilities? I'm gonna take a pause, I'm gonna play some more music, and when I get back in a minute or two, I'm gonna read to you a few lines from Blaming Is Not Healing. Hold on for the music. I'm such a rookie at this podcasting thing. Fear is not my future. I am back. And we're winding down this podcast. It's almost 9 o'clock. I can't believe I actually went on from 8 until 9. I didn't know I could do it guys. but we're still here together. And you know what? Instead of reading Healing of Blame is Not Healing, I'm going to do He Did Do It. He meaning my Heavenly Father. I often talk about my spirituality in my work and in my life, and I'm still doing that tonight, and I'll continue to do so. So I'm going to read you a few lines from He Did Do It. Mm. Talking about the passions and um, the conquests that have come from my decision to heal and to move forward and how that has, you know, really opened up purpose in my life. It says, from my pain has come purpose. It happened right before my eyes. No magic, not even a circus. A divine plan from the Omniscient One. So, here's the middle part that I love so much. Self-hate and fear my name and person did bear. Shame and doubt had me muzzled trying to dictate as if I have no say about my destiny, my future. And I'll read three more lines to this one. This is no longer my antagonists or masters, setting up divisions of who is first and who is last. You get to sit in silence and give counsel only when asked. I did it, you see. I did it. That is he did do it. And so that's one of the selected pros from um, Healing of the Heart Poetry Journal. Again, as we wrap up, just kind of coming back to square one where I started out tonight talking about you know how this poetry journal came to be. Again, deciding to, to heal and deciding to move forward. Deciding to look at myself. Oh my goodness. To look at You know, how I have self-fulfilled rejection, how I have self-fulfilled self-hate and, you know, poor self-esteem, how I have just carried this forward when I truly did not have to and don't want to. And so he did do it was how he's helped me to move forward and how he continues to help me to move forward day after day. So we've come to the end of our podcast this evening. It's now 8.49. I want to thank you for joining me this evening. Um, again I leave you with a question now you know are you willing to take that step are you willing to make the decision first of all rather than take those steps that is needed in your own life are you a woman that still struggles with a poor self-esteem okay so remember those stats I read tonight that stuff is true you know and I see women like this every day and I'm so happy that they have privileged me and they've decided to make a difference in their own lives and the lives of their children and their other relationships because they realize they can't live like that anymore because they're not having a quality of life. If you listen to this podcast, I'm very passionate about that. If you've gone on my blog, you've seen, I write a lot about, you know, women's self-esteem and living a more fulfilled life. If you go on to, you know, Instagram or to Facebook, you'll see a lot of my posts, you know, They really have a lot to do about that. It's always the anchor to a lot of things that I write. And also, even um, in New Beginning Healing Institute, my practice, if you go onto the website, you'll see that we have a self-esteem and self-improvement women's workshop. So everything we do at New Beginning Healing Institute has has everything to do with a woman's self-esteem, you know, her identity and her quality of life. Oh, my goodness. And the one that she chooses to build for herself and if she has a family and for them, too. And so this is what Healing of the Heart is about and will continue to be about. And uh, I hope that you will join the next podcast. It will be in two weeks. So it's every two weeks, um, starting at 8 o'clock. Um, and of course, if you're on my Facebook page or Instagram page, I, I do, you know, uh, three days, sometimes um, two days, all the way down to the last day like today. I give information reminding, you know, about the podcast. And um, I, I definitely um, will keep doing that so you can be abreast and you can be updated um, each time to continue join this podcast. And I'm getting better and better at learning how to navigate the system. So hopefully in the future I'll be able to send out links a little bit earlier in terms of the live podcast link, and also um, you know in, you know invite other persons that seem to find this podcast valuable. Um, we can have more conversations and, and more engagement. Again, thank you for chatting with me tonight. I'm healing up the heart. Uh, this is Keisha Henry, your your host, and um, and your sister, you know, and um, and your, your cheerleader here. It's good talking to you tonight, and I'll see you in two weeks. So what's that date going to be? I always have to look, guys. I'm in my 40s. I forget. So two weeks. That will be on the 13th, August 13th will be our next podcast at 8 p.m. sharp. So my goodness, thank you so much. I thank you for listening and sharing, and I look forward to us having another conversation hanging out here at Healing Out the Heart Podcast. Thank you so much.